Good morning. Uh, as he said, I'm Katie, uh, and I have been a part of this church for as long as I can remember. Um, it's, it's really lovely to be here with all of you this morning, although never had I ever imagined that God would ask me to stand up here in this setting uh, to share my story with you. I feel much more at home in small groups of people, intimate gatherings, um, but sometimes God calls us out of our comfort zone. Um, so when Pastor Mike asked me or offered me the opportunity to speak today, it was one of those weird experiences where I knew he was asking me to do something that I would never choose to do in a million years, and I could hear myself suddenly agreeing to do it. <laughs> but sometimes that's how God works in my life. He surprises me. Um, and before I could even panic, God just filled me with scriptures. I mean, have, have courage, peace, be still. Just follow, and God will do the rest. So, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> um, a few years ago, I started to rethink the way I celebrate holidays. It started with my birthday. Um, instead of making it a day all about receiving or doing things that I wanted to do, I decided I wanted to spend the day with God, just him and me. So I would go and I would find a quiet spot somewhere in my home or out in nature, and I would journal and reflect on the past year. I would pray, I would write down things that I was really grateful for, um, and just listen and engage with him. And I would take time to remember and remind myself who he created me to be all those years ago. And in doing that, in, in changing my perspective from a me-focused day to a dedicated day for celebrating who God made me to be, um, it really refreshed my spirit and it refreshed my relationship with him. And so I started to rethink other holidays. And when Pastor Mike asked me to speak today, I thought, well, I guess this is the next holiday on my list to rethink. Um, so I began praying. And what I wanted to celebrate most on Mother's Day were three things. One, I wanted to celebrate the women in my life because I wouldn't be who I am today without them. Um, two, I wanted to honor the journey that God had brought me on to get me to motherhood. And three, I wanted to give God my deepest desires as a mom. So I thought I would share those with you this morning. Um, God is an amazing father, and he brings, one of the ways he loves us is by bringing specific people into our lives to help us walk the paths that he has set before us. And specifically, there have been women that he's brought into my life who have reflected kindness and care and courage. Women who have chosen to reflect his love and grace rather than the perspectives of the world. You know, Paul tells us in Titus, older women are to behave as those who love the Lord should so that they may encourage younger women 
to tenderly love their husbands and children, to use good judgment, and to be morally pure, to be makers of a home where God is honored, to be kind, and to place themselves under their husband's authority. I like that in some versions of that scripture, it says older and younger, not just old and young. Because we're always older than someone, and we're always younger than someone. So it makes the message much more universal. We're never too old to learn, and we're never too young to be an example to someone. One of the women that I am truly grateful for is my own mother. Specifically in this past year, my mom has given me the gift of being an encourager. The first year of being a mom is many times I have found a test of will. We want the best for our children, and sometimes what we've decided to do goes against the norm. And in my case, I made some really conservative choices, almost to the extreme. And my mom could have chosen to try and guide me to easier paths or to steer me in different directions, but she never did. She chose to encourage me to love my daughter the best way that I can. And she has partnered with me in making not just my home, but her home a place that honors God. And I'm really grateful to have a woman like that in my life. God has also brought an entire community of women into my life. Um, in this church, we have an incredible ministry who embodies that scripture. It's our Soul Sisters ministry. Personally, I have been hugely blessed by these women. They provide opportunities for the women of our church and our community to come together, all generations, and to spend time with one another, from teas to retreats to paint nights to just the online community. They have created a place where we can live out that verse. I mean, it's all well and good if we're living our lives for God, but how can we influence and encourage each other if we don't spend time with one another? That ministry has given me a number of beautiful examples of motherly love, and I am so grateful, and I just treasure being a part of it. I really do believe that God brings specific people into our lives and specific moments with those people, knowing the path he has set before us. Today, I am an, a mother to an eight-month-old daughter. Her name is Evangeline, and I am honored and blessed to be the one to get to hold her hand throughout her life. But my journey to get to today was not an easy road. So I'd like to share that story with you this morning. When I was a child, a teenager, even into my 20s, I had no interest in giving birth. <laughs> Whenever people talked about giving birth, it always came across as this horrifying experience. <laughs> I mean, the pain they would describe, the, the hours and hours that you would... I just decided I would be just as happy adopting. That was my plan. <laughs> well... Then I got married, and my husband had a very deep desire in his heart 
to have biological children. And I still resisted for a while, but God began to change my heart. And he planted a seed in me that was different, a new desire for motherhood. And so with that new seed planted and this very strong new desire, we started trying. Now, many of you may not know, but we went through many years of infertility. And that journey is a really tough road to walk. Um, I am so thankful for God's grace during that time of my life because I got very lost during the struggle. My spirit was tired and angry and confused. I mean, I grew up not wanting a kid. I would have been happy. And then God put this desire in my heart, but he wasn't following through. Why? And I would just keep asking that. I would just, God, why? But I wasn't listening for a response because I couldn't see past the pain. But even when we shut him out, God never abandons us. And he didn't leave me there. He didn't leave me in the darkness or let me go off on my own. He kept with me until after a long time, my heart would soften again and I started listening again. And little by little, he showed me the way. First, he led me to a fertility clinic um, where I could start to get some answers. He put a spark in me to begin running, which was something I absolutely hate to do. <laughs> and now I've grown to love it. <laughs> but then he revealed to me the mountain that I would have to face. And that was my health. See, for many years, I had made a lot of unhealthy choices, bad habits, physically eating habits. I, I dug myself a hole. And if I wanted to get out, I was going to have to work hard to change. But when you're looking at years and years of bad habits, it feels like a monumentous task to take on. I didn't know where to begin. <laughs> but that's what's so great is that God did. So this fertility clinic specifically that he had sent me to, part of their program is that you have to see a dietitian because they want you to be just as healthy as well. And so they handed me a plan. And it was a plan that I could understand, but it was an incredibly demanding plan. And I had to turn my life upside down in order to get healthy again. And I did, with the strength of Christ alone. I did, and after about a year, I was physically healthier than I'd probably ever been in my entire life. And it was a victory that I hope I never take for granted again. My body is a gift, and I need to take care of it if I expect to be able to do what God calls me to do. So I was finally healthy. <laughs> now, during the program, they warned me that the eggs I had were not healthy. If I were to get pregnant before healthy eggs had a chance to cycle through, it could result in a miscarriage. Well, right at the end 
of going through the program, I did get pregnant. And just as they, is, they had warned me, about a week later, I miscarried. And knowing that that possibility was there didn't make it hurt any less. I simply broke. And I remember looking up to God and I, I didn't have anger or resentment this time. I was just heartbroken. But he drew close. He just drew close to me during that time and I could, I could just close my eyes and feel him holding me. And that was a gift. James 4, 8 tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. There is so much truth in that. After taking some time to grieve, God nudged me and encouraged my heart not to give up. Galatians 6, 9 tells us, let us not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Be strong and do not give up. God will honor you for obeying him. Second Chronicles 15, 7. You see, God still had a plan. That seed was still there in my heart and so was that desire. So we had a choice and we chose to take another step in faith. And about two and a half months later, I was pregnant again. And not to spoil the ending, but this was a happy and healthy pregnancy. <laughs> um, but what surprised me most was how different I was by this point in the journey. As each week of the pregnancy passed, I began to think back to the girl I was at the beginning of the process and the mother I would have been had God given me a child then. I wasn't ready. And God had a better plan for me. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Through all the trials, God refined me. He transformed my perspective. He helped me to learn patience and discipline and to appreciate the struggles. He helped me see that pain can have a purpose and doesn't have to be accompanied by fear. And because of this new spirit within me, my pregnancy felt like a gift and I was determined to enjoy all of it. And to my surprise, I did. <laughs> It was nothing like I imagined. Being pregnant felt really natural. Every new feeling, every change in my body went through, the, the pains, everything had a purpose. God created my body to do this and to do it well, to work hand in hand with him, just him and me and this new child he was forming in my womb. It was just incredible to be a part of it. I'll spare you the details 
most of the details of my labor. <laughs> but I do want to share this. God did a miracle the day he brought her into this world. You see, by the time I had gotten to the hospital, I knew I had been in labor for at least the early stages of labor. Um, because I'd been having contractions for about 36 hours at that point. And he had provided a focus like nothing I'd ever felt before, uh, the whole way through. But what I didn't know was that by that point, arriving at the hospital, I was already in the final stages of labor. So I walked in, and he had already done all of it. He had walked me through the entire process. And 45 minutes later, I was holding a baby girl. I just held her. And she just wailed. <laughs> she just wailed. And I didn't mind. I was just so overwhelmed by everything that God did. The closeness I had felt to him throughout the entire journey partnering with him, mind, body, and spirit, to bring about a seed that he had planted so many years ago. I mean, this little girl was a fulfilled promise because even when we're not, God is faithful. And today, when I think about my deepest desires for her as a mom, what I want for her more than anything else is to know God and to love God because he loves her more than I ever could. I want her to feel his love deeply and intimately and I want her to trust that his love is enough. I want her to discover the person he created her to be and to embrace that person and to fulfill the dreams and plans he has for her in his life. And all of these desires are completely out of my control. <laughs> I can guide her, I can help her along the way, but ultimately it will be up to her. It's her choice, just like it is for every child. They have to choose for themselves. And the best way we as parents and as a congregation can bless and fight for them in this fallen world is to pray fervently for them. So to end today's service, I've asked Bill to come up and lead us in prayer this morning. And if you would like, the altar is always open. I just ask that during this time that you would take a moment to be specific and lift up someone's child. It can be your own children. It can be a family member. It can be a child that you have simply interacted with in passing recently. It can be as many names that are on your heart, but be specific. Let's place these names on the altar and leave them in the best hands we know, our Heavenly Fathers. And perhaps one of the gifts we can give to the mothers that we know and love is a peace that surpasses understanding, knowing that simply God is holding their children in his hands. What greater gift could we as moms ever ask for?
Let's pray. We thank you for our moms that you have created, the role of motherhood that is created by you. Lord, we thank you for the blessing that mothers are to us and the way that they've provided for us and the way that they've made us into the people that we are today. We recognize that motherhood is not an easy task. And sometimes the road to motherhood even can be challenging, as Katie has shared this morning. Perhaps there are those this morning that are going through similar times in their road to seeking this role. Well, Lord, we recognize that because of Katie's obedience and from calling on you and following you and being faithful to you, that she now has a little girl that can call her mom. And she looks forward to the day when uh, she can place Evangeline's hand in the palm of yours that she might know eternal life. And so, Lord, as children, we are all children of a mother. We have a great responsibility to them to learn to trust you the way that they have trusted you. And, Lord, if we have mothers who don't know you, then we're called to be an example, to show them Jesus, to show them the life that you've called us to and the path that you've called us to follow. And so we pray for those children that are on our minds today, the children that uh, may be lost. Perhaps our own children are following paths that we hadn't planned for, are choosing, are making choices that would have not been our choices. And so give us the patience, Lord, to, to be faithful to you, to get on our knees and pray to you, Lord, and to have the boldness to step forward that one day we might be able to bring them to you. And Father, today as we focus on the family, as this is an opportunity for us to think about who we are in the family as brothers and sisters, we recognize that we're all a part of the family of God. And so Lord, give us the strength and the courage to be the people that you've called us to be, to be the witnesses that you've called us to be, until one day we can all be with you and spend eternity with our Heavenly Father. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen.